Grab a drink and get comfortable because the real hooligans are about to drop some movie knowledge on your ass. And now, here's Tim and David. All right, hooligans. This is the way. It is Mandalorian season two time. Tim English here. David came there. I'm over here. What's up, dude? Socially distanced. Yeah. What, safe. What's up, brother? So glad to be back for Mando. I know, man. Dude, this looks like comes and goes too quickly, doesn't it? Does it? I, yeah. I mean, I mean that doesn't need outstates. Welcome, but. I hate waiting, but man, give it to me all at once. And there was a lot of good stuff this year, so, oh, man, it was like, once it got going, it was like, oh, they're going to hold this for the end of this. Nope, man, it was like every episode, something big was happening, it seemed like, so. Um, before we get started, five questions? I do have five questions. Dude. Let's jump right in. Let's do it. What weapon would you carry in the Star Wars galaxy? Oof. What weapon, man? I would, I would probably, I'd probably go lightsaber blaster. To be honest with you, I'd have that kind of Luke Skywalker swag he had it early on in his, you know, I think Empire Strikes Back, where he's got the pistol on one hip, the lightsaber on the other. Sure, probably not a fully fledged Jedi, but you know. dangerous enough. Yeah, dude, smart enough to know that sometimes you need a goddamn blaster. Right. <laughs> All right. What about you? Uh, you know, I think I'm I'm going like the Darth Maul version. I want the, I want a saber that two sides breaks apart in the middle. I'm doing crazy stuff with that thing. Uh, that and it's just that's just a cool, intimidating weapon. When somebody pulls that out, you're like, oh shit! Yeah, if that dude has that, he knows what he's doing. I don't want to fuck with that guy. Cool. What job would be worth having? Even if it means doing it for the Empire. I'm flying a fucking TIE fighter, dude. Yeah, I mean, maybe just being a pilot, I guess, right? I mean, that seems like it would be pretty cool. You can at least get away from the bullshit. You know, and as long as you're not fighting the rebels, it seems like you're doing okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They've taken over the rest of the galaxy, so they must be doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe just a pilot. That'd be all right. Tim, who's your favorite celebrity that's dropped by the the Star Wars universe, galaxy, whatever we're going to call it? How do you mean? Well, I mean, we've gotten some pretty big names that have popped in, lent their Are you talking on, on this an, show? Yeah, through through two seasons of me. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I, I would have to say Timothy Oliphant. Isn't he just... I mean, obviously, there's a character that shows up that we'll talk about. And, you know, but no, dude, Timothy Oliphant, I thought at the beginning of this was amazing. I thought he was just fucking totally cool. And, you know, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. still my favorite just yeah. because of the outrage from Star Wars fans. I mean, he punched Baby Yoda. And, I mean, multiple times he hit him in the head. Yeah. Grogu. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Love it. I noticed, I do all of a sudden just for some reason just notice he had a fucking Grogu shirt on. I do. Didn't even, don't even know. It, it's so around me that I didn't even notice it was on your shirt. Nice. Good. Uh, what uh, Star Wars show are you most looking forward to? Um, we got the big announcement. Right? Oof, dude. We've got a handful of them coming. Well, I mean, Obi-Wan. 
yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi. That has to be the one. Yeah, dude, because they can they can fix so many things. I think with that show, a they can give you and McGregor a character driven piece to do with that character, which I think he he deserves to be able to do. B they can do some fun things with Anakin. They can do flashbacks. You know, they've already teased that we're going to see them in their clone armor, which I think is going to be kick-ass. And if we're going to see that, that means we're seeing little Soka. So I think there's a lot they can do with that. Um, yeah. All right. Final question, Tim. Is it Grogu or is it Baby Yoda? It's Grogu. No. <laughs> it's Grogu. No. He's not Baby Yoda. His name is Little Baby Yoda. It's going to be Little Baby he's, Yoda he's forever. Not, he's not Yoda. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, Owen. This is Owen. Owen, what do you think? Baby Yoda or Grogu? Uh, Grogu is his name. So, yeah. Grogu. Get out. Okay. Yeah, that's Owen. Owen is my son. He's just passing through. We had to get another vote in on that one. I don't need your help. Sorry, David. All right. All right. What else? That's five questions, Tim. Sweet. Cool, man. Well, we'll just jump off that and just... We're going to go through each episode real quick, right? And how quick is real quick? I don't know. Some of these episodes are worth more time than others. There are a handful that we'll get to. We've already talked about the great thing about the opening episode. Um, The Marshal. Timothy Oliphant showing up with the Boba Fett armor. Out of nowhere. That was awesome. So great. Mando goes looking for... For some reason, he's like, I've got to find a Jedi. So what I have to do first is find my Mandalorians. Which I think is weird. Where have they gone? But also I think it's setting up the future of the show. So he goes to Tatooine and a little town and finds that this dude is basically using Boba Fett's armor to kind of be the marshal of a small town. And he just looks cool wearing it. It doesn't fit him really, but he looks all, you know, he's lean in that silhouette shot he's got the armor and that pose i mean he just looks like a fucking gunslinger it's badass it is a western to its core yeah. the way that they treated this episode and it was amazing yeah i loved it and then you know and so obviously mando wants his armor and uh you know he works something out with uh cobb vanth who is uh play is who tim the elephant plays to where if mando gives helps him take out the crate dragon that's terrorizing the town then he can have the armor. So I thought it was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, just seeing him, just seeing the armor again was fantastic. It was. Because, I mean, you know, you've looked around my room. I love Boba Fett. I got caught up in the the myth of Boba Fett growing up. He was fucking cool, man. You know? I he mean, didn't really do much. He captured Han Solo. I mean, Han Solo was a badass. He caught Han Solo, you know, which I always thought was cool. Also, Boba Fett inspired the first time I ever said the word cocksucker. Really? Story. So I'm looking for my Star Wars action figures one day, and I couldn't find my Boba Fett. And I was like, where is that little cocksucker? Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. I remember my mom was like, what? I mean, obviously, I learned it from her and, you know. Sure. But it was just, she was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Don't don't say that. So, no. So, I mean, I, getting to see that again, you know, and especially him in action with the jetpack and, you know. And then at the end, obviously, when it's revealed that actual Bubba Fett 
is still alive. And what's his stuff? Tamura Morrison returns. He played Jenga Fed in Attack of the Clones. Uh, he's done a lot of voice work for him since. Um, it was cool, man. It was a great way to start the season, I thought. It was wonderful that they didn't have to put everything on the table all at once. Yeah. It was, here's another cool thing that Mando does. Here's just another fun adventure, a side quest. It's not really doing a whole lot for the main story, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. Uh, so it was fun. So then we go, uh, episode two. Is that the uh, ice planet? Is it? I can't. I yeah. Put it on my list. Uh, that's the one where they're. Yes, the passenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so t- the frog lady. They take the frog lady and her big satchel of eggs, which caused a lot of outrage on the internet when Baby Yoda. Shall we call him? You can call him whatever you well, want. He's yeah. Baby Yoda at this point. The child. I'd rather call. I'd a... rather call him Baby Yoda than the child. If that helps you. Okay. Well, that's second place <laughs> is good. Um. So yeah, every the internet was outraged when uh when Baby Yoda was eating frog girls frog ladies eggs, saying that he was committing genocide. It was just like fucking nature, dude. Yeah, which makes me di- uh, question. Okay, this woman is a giant frog lady. Yeah. When do things stop being animals and start being like living things in the Star Wars world? When do you stop being just a frog? And you know, so like, since frogs are actual like up and communicating and moving around and living in society doing things does that mean we shouldn't shoot other little tiny frogs and eat them I, where's where's the line in I this? don't know job of the headache frogs yeah. really related to her maybe it's good que- you're raising good questions David um, but I like this episode it was directed by Peyton Reed um, a little bit of a horror kind of a thing going on the aliens yeah kind of you know, to it obviously it's a it's a filler episode you know because we can't get to the good stuff all the good stuff right away so they crash land on this planet and um there's all kinds of spider aliens and the cool thing about those is you know we'll just kind of do trivia throughout the episodes the little spider creatures um were pulled from concept of like some of the very early um New Hope or Empire Strikes Back, <clears throat> excuse me, concept art. So that's one of the cool things they do with the show is they're constantly going back to old designs that weren't used before. And the the dragon in the episode one, yeah, 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 the crate dragon, yeah, because you only saw its skull before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely, um, it was fun. Um, not a lot of there really wasn't much plot development no. here. Um, but that's okay. I mean, it was atmospheric. Um, in the moment, had you know, there was the the frog genocide. I mean, which I was fine with. It was funny. So sorry, I laughed. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. So then we get to episode three, which is where the good stuff starts to kick in, and it's episodes like this, David, where I would I want to turn this over to you. We're introduced to Bo Katan here. 
in this episode, the, the heiress. Um, she being the heiress. Uh, Mandalorian, Mando Din Djarin hasn't met a lot of other Mandalorians outside of the, you know. His little. He, his people grew up at, and the, some that he's found pockets of here and there, but um, he runs into Bo Katan and like Axe Wolves and, uh, shit, I can't remember the other girl's name. Um, but they're a little bit different. They take their helmets off. Which immediately he's like, you can't be real Mandalorians. You are not the right people. Um, now, see, for me, seeing Bo-Katan, amazing. Because, I mean, I watched Clone Wars. Um, and so seeing her live action, especially played by Katie Sackhoff, I thought it was pretty cool. How is it for you, seeing a character like that, that's obviously has a built-in fan base, did it, you know... I mean, when you, you know it's a big deal that she's showing up, but yet you you didn't watch. Clone I, didn't, Wars. I didn't know anything about her prior to. Right. Okay, for me it was kind of cool because I knew that outside of my doors, the, the internet was going crazy sure. about this. That this was a thing that was yeah. important. Um, as soon as I talked to you. When I when I finished the episode, it became very clear. Okay, I got to go find out who this who, person who is. is. And yeah. so I went and I watched the the episodes that were relevant. And you know, of course, there were immediately articles. Yeah, you need yeah, to go yeah, yeah. watch these episodes of this show to sure. to gather the the whole story. So um, I guess it was cool in a sense that I got to I, I got to go deeper. I had a reason to you know, climb into something that I wasn't, I didn't, I had, I didn't really have a plan to do. I, you know, I didn't really ever have any, there's a lot of good stuff on that show. Yeah, sure. And the, and the good thing about Filoni and Favreau is they're bleeding that in obviously with, um, Bo-Katan, um, the dark saber, um, little things, Ahsoka Tano who comes in. I mean, and it, it just keeps, you know, uh, Boba Fett even was very involved clone wars rebels. So there's, there's blood between, <laughs> These different characters, which which is fun because I, I think you know watching it, it's I think it's done in a way that it's rewarding for me as a fan, but also I think it's you know nice to see these characters are finally starting to come to life because there's so many characters outside of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, yes, there's Darth a- Vader, Boba Fett, even you know that are great characters um, that haven't been you know for some reason they didn't make a proper movie about. The Clone Wars. <laughs> right. They had, they did uh, not. Right. So anyway, in this episode, um, Mando meets Bo-Katan and they enlist his help because, you know, they're like, oh, we'll give you the name of a Jedi, but you got to help us first because it's always what it is with him. He needs something and he's willing to pay for this information. I'm willing <laughs> most, to do the task. Most of the time. But it's usually like, nah. We want you to do a favor for us real quick. And in this, he has to go and uh, help overtake a cruiser, which they plan on just stealing. Um, and that leads to some good good moments with the little the little pilot that's yeah. totally regretting himself, the, the guy that gets sucked out the airlock. Uh, um, but, yeah, so some, some, some cool moments there. Um, and they give her name of the Jedi, that we will come to see here in a couple of episodes, Ahsoka Tano. We hear her name for the first time. The first time. Live action. Spoken by Bo-Katan, who they had some, you know, 
times where they fought against each other and together, you know, so they're cool now, but they had some There's good times some and bad. Rocky so. past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. And that episode was directed by, who directed the heiress? That was, uh. Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. And I was really proud of her in that episode. There's some good action. She did a great job. Again, um, she did a great job with her episode in season one. She was given a lot more to do and a yes. lot more to handle here. And, you know, and it, it, I've seen interviews with her, and I, I think she's her dad. I, th- I think someday we'll know her as a filmmaker. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? Um, no offense to her acting, but I, I kind of prefer And it's like, I feel like, Part of the reason, like she's doing Jurassic World, is experience of working on huge, a, yeah, a big action, yeah. you know, so that she could turn around and do something like Star Wars. Like I, I am assuming that she'll probably direct a Star Wars movie someday. I have to imagine she's going to get a yeah. bigger piece of the pie. I would, I would imagine that these directors that have come back, especially for season two, are all in line for more. Uh, Rick uh, Fumi. Fukuyama, I don't know how you say his name. If you, get, if you could <laughs> look, if, look it up real quick, but he directed uh, the Believer at the end. He did Dope. Um, he's a good filmmaker. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's done a couple episodes. He did an episode this season last. Um, so it's interesting to see where they're going to take these guys. But she did a great job here. I was really proud of her. Um, handled characters that were coming in, like we talked about, and. Handed the episode off. I, you know, the episodes always do a nice job of handing it off to the next, uh, the next story, which here is the siege, directed by Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, man. Sorry, Action dude. Jackson, Apollo Creed got his episode. Yes, and again, another episode that had a lot of action. It. It's had a ton of action. Had a lot of Carl Weathers in it. Yeah. He got to direct himself for... This is his only appearance, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, this is the only time he showed up. What's-her-name showed up a couple of times. Cara Dune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cara Dune. So now you learn that they're kind of running things in that little town, Navarro. They've kind of taken over. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're just kind of keeping things up. She's the marshal there and, you know... Keeping things straight. He's got Horatio Sands working for him. Who is a great character. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it when he shows up. Yeah. He, what is his stupid... Um, let me look at his character. Mythrall. The Mythrall, yeah. Um, yeah, he's fun. Um, and what is the episode about here? Curl over. Yeah, so they, they go out and they, they're trying to find... Uh, the base, this base. They got to get rid of this last base on on the planet. That's oh, he the went one. there for repairs, though. Yes. Okay. I was, I was like, I'm trying to remember why he went there. Yeah. His ship's fucked up. It's a, a big, giant hunk of shit right now. Yeah. And so, yeah, he went there for repairs. And, of course, while, you, while you're here, <laughs> we need your help with something. So, right. So, then they were like, hey, there's this Imperial base. We They're like the last of this. Once we get rid of them, then... Things are going to be pretty great here, you know, and people will be happy. It'll be a hub. <laughs> yeah. So they have to, like, yeah, take out this base, which some great action in this. A, a real heisty type yeah. episode. A nice, good old space heist. Yeah. And it was good to see uh, uh, 
Cara Dune again, even though she's a little divisive with fans. Polarizing. <laughs> right now. I, I mean, personally, I, I don't care, I guess. Just when I watch something, I'm not sitting there thinking about how she feels. Yeah, I don't care. And that's how John Favreau is handling this as well, too, apparently. So um just don't screw the mouse over. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Right. Um and you'll be fine. You know, some said agree or disagree, but um yeah, but she handles she handles her character pretty well and the action. So uh that was a fun episode. But again, it's just filler, David. Just trying to get us home to... We have we have to get the ship fixed so we can get to Corvus. And... Which is funny. Find the Jedi, Ahsoka Tano. So let me ask you this. This opening scene of this episode was fucking awesome, right? It was. Yeah. So... All the fog and the mist and... Rosario Dawson is a Sokotano. So, all right. So, I'm going to have you start with this episode because you've heard me talking about a Sokotano for a long time now. Right. Hype from Tim. Uh, my freaking dog is named a Sokotano. Uh, I was more excited for this episode for you than I was for me. Yeah, know, sure, sure. It was, oh my God. I, I, I could. Almost picture Tim jumping up and down in in his in his house watching this with his family. Um, so Dave Filoni um, directed this one. Yep. Um, there was no way on earth anyone else was getting their hands on this episode. Oh, this she's was, his baby. Yeah. This is Dave, and you better believe that he uh, oversaw every. He shot the aspect. shit out of this episode, didn't too. he? Though, yes. Just, I mean, every the, you could tell from the opening scene with her that uh, Dave has spent a lot of time thinking about how he was going to do the... I mean, it's been years he's been thinking about how Ahsoka Tano would be on a screen Mm -hmm. in live action for the first time. uh, And he just absolutely nailed it. I mean, just edge of the seat stuff right there. That whole opening scene. When you see those two lightsabers come on and uh, they're out at her side, and you can kind of see her swooshing through. It's just like, you know, oh, you guys, she is about to fuck up all of you, and the whole lot of you, and I hope there's like 10 or 12 of you hiding in there right. so I can see her just absolutely kick your... And then the with the authority to just stand there talking to... The magistrate? Yes. Yeah. Just She's just like... you. Say whatever you want. Uh, here's the deal. You can come down here. Or I'll I can be come back, in there. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. and this is what's going to happen. And uh, sure enough, if she doesn't, uh, she doesn't follow through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, I remember watching this episode. I think I, I watched it before everybody else. Before, but I think me and Jenny watched it together. Because I had to watch it before I went to work so that nothing was spoiled. Yes, I did the same. I do the same thing yeah. every Friday morning. And and it was even like, and yeah, she's in there right from the opening opening moments, man. The way you're talking about, just she was lit perfectly. The way she moved. Rosara Dawson's been trying to play this character for years. She's been lobbying. Killed you it. can tell she's done her homework. I mean, the little things she did, the smile, the way she stood, the way she posed. I mean, just the way she... 
hold her hands in front of her, you know, when she would just stand in there. Every, like, you know, it was perfect. I mean, it looked like Ahsoka grown up, you know, so it was very cool. And Ahsoka Tano is, is the only character that has, like, grown up on, I don't know, not on, on screen, on screen. We've know. known her. Right. You know, I mean, we've seen young Luke and old Luke. We didn't see in between, you know, with, there's been more development, obviously, with Ahsoka Tano because of Rebels and Clone Wars. Um, I hope someday everybody learns how instrumental she was in Anakin Skywalker's life because knowing everything she went through with him makes even, you know, that fall harder. I mean, you know, and it's it's going to be fun to see how they implement all that and kind of go through and highlight everything and be like, now do you get it? Now do you get it? And be like, oh. Very cool, very cool. Um, But this was cool, man. She was in and out, one episode. And she drove a great deal of the story that's to come. Yeah, yeah. The magistrate tells Mando, hey, I'm going to give you this Beskar staff. And it's badass. If you go and kill that Jedi. You know, and of course, he's just like, uh, sure, uh, where is she? That's really all he wants to know is where he can find her. And so he goes and, you know, talks to Ahsoka, and she has that amazing moment with Baby Yoda. Grogu. And we learn the name, Grogu, which was a nice moment. I thought it was a really good way to learn. You know, even in that moment, it was just like, whoa, did she just say his name? Is that what that was? Yes. You know, it was just, it wasn't like he said his, you know, some stupid way. It was just like, well, yeah, me and Grogu understand each other. What? And just, I love the way he just kept saying the name. Grogu. Because he was so, he was so, it was like that the times there and then in the ship later, he was just like so entertained by it. Like, I know your name. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, wow. Finally. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. Um, uh, a couple other moments for me that were her talking about Yoda. Yes. I mean, just, you know, talking about the fall of the Republic and Coruscant, but um, there were just those moments that she just really nailed. And that was another of them. Just, you know, because you, you could see that sadness because she, w- she wasn't there in, this, in Clone Wars. She leaves the Jedi Order. So she's not there when shit goes down. Even though she was a lot closer than, you know, Rebels, if you watch that, the last episode of, oh, I'm sorry, the last episode of Clone Wars when it came back just recently, it, the last episode takes place during Revenge of the Sith. And it's awesome. But, yeah, so it was fucking cool to see her, dude. And just capture all those things. I can it, just see the joy in your heart as you talk about it. I do. Thing. And now she gets her own show. And because the reveal at the end that she's looking for. Who's that guy? This dude. What's his name? Uh, that is Grand Admiral Thrawn. He looks like a dick. He's going to be played by Lars Mickelson on her show. He's the older brother of Mads. Mm-hmm. He did the voice on uh, Rebels. But. He's in some of the books. I, I read the books years ago. He's a great character. Um, but yeah, he's a dick. He looks like a big blue asshole. Um, so yeah, so that'll be her show is looking for him and who he has a Jedi named Ezra. At least they were together last we saw of them. But 
that'll be her show basically, and it's going to take place in the same universe. So we'll start seeing these shows intermingle. Yeah, between this new that was the Rangers of the New Republic or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Ahsoka episode, the Jedi, loved it. Thanks for letting me talk about that. Probably one of my favorite episodes. So beautiful. Of and again, Floney just season. nailed it. He did. He did. And it makes me want more of Dave Filoni doing stuff. Yeah. I want to see more of what he's... And I'm sure his imprint is all over no, the show. No, it's all over the show, yeah. With everything, um, every episode. But I want more directly from him. He is, besides Lucas, Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, it, as far as knowledge in a, in, a, in his head, he is. If you ever needed to know anything, he'd be in probably more so than George at this point because he's still nurturing it at this point. Yes. You know, and not to say that George isn't sitting at home going, you know what I'd have Luke do, <laughs> or he's like watching Mandalorian now going, ooh, this gives me some ideas. Yes. You know, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, so after that. It doesn't even let up the rest of the season. So Ahsoka sends... The whole point of that episode was to get him to a Jedi. And Ahsoka was like, no, nah, man, I sense too much fear in this kid. I'm not the one. The same, you know, It. I think, you know, Brian served Anakin in a way. So she says, take him to this, what, this other planet. The ancient site. Right, right, right. This old Jedi temple. And you're going to put him on this stone and... If any Jedi senses them, maybe they'll come looking for him. Maybe they'll get like, yep. there's not many left. And this is, you know, where we're we looking about seven or eight years after Jedi. So, you know, we know at least Luke. That's about it. Ezra. She knows Ezra's still alive, but, you know, in, in this, you know, her head might be, you know, who knows who, however many else are left. I mean, I, she says not many. I assume it's more than I, I assume it's more than just those few though. Okay, so she's like maybe somebody come looking for him, and uh, so yeah, the next episode, sure enough, it's like the beginning of the episode. Sits him on the stone, sit up on this rock, do your thing, and then for the rest of that episode, David, childhood, you got fantasies, hit, you got hit back to back in episodes, man. They got you again, Tim. This episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez. And if you'd have told me when I saw Desperado back in those days when he was making Desperado from Dusk Till Dawn, 1996, someday Robert Rodriguez is going to bring Boba Fett back to life and he's going to be a bad motherfucker. I would have been in love with the idea. I've been like, that's probably exactly who should do it. In fact, right. I, probably, I probably sat around going, you know who should make a, you know. But, yeah. So, he's got Grogu on this fucking seeing rock. And in rolls Slave One. And that was a fucking sweet moment. Because there wasn't anything that led up to it. It was just there. And you just knew it was like, oh, shit. Bam. Fat has tracked him down. Found him. Yeah. And, uh... I thought again, Tamara Morrison here was great, playing the the fet that survived the Sarlacc. He's all scarred up on his face. Yeah, I'm gonna need some answers about that shit. Yeah, um, and he just wants his armor back. And uh, he's like, "Well, you're not a Mandalorian," and Fett's basically like, "Dude, you don't know shit about me, <laughs> really." So that was my dad's. Just he was a Mandalorian. That's really all that. 
that matters. And so he's with Fennec, Ming-Na, and they have that great, you know, kind of standoff for a second before stormtroopers show up, and then just Boba Fett just unleashes hell on everybody. The baddest ass of all the the asses. I mean, dude just goes off. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people complaining, like, well, you made him more of a badass than Din Djarin. It was like, he made him different. Yeah. He was just, he was just, he was a savage, dude. It was amazing. It was nothing. You know, Mando is kind of like a a cool tactician. Yeah. He approaches situations very methodically. Indiana Jones in a way, where he's, yes. he's not, he can fight, but he's not the strongest. You know, but he's gonna he's got to beat you here first. Yes, and this was a whole new level of brutality. I mean, he straight smashed smashing mess that dude's face. I mean, just exploded his helmet. You know, he's stabbing dudes in the chest. Uh, I just a kind of a shock when you're watching a Disney property that you're yeah. not accustomed to that level of violence. There was some authority to that dude. That was amazing. Just when he was just mowing through those guys and then he used that little knee gauntlet. The, yeah. <laughs> that was, that's Rodriguez shit right there. That yeah. was the kind of shit, the little fucking. Here's my Batman toy that just, I couldn't get in a Batman. I love, I love his, his ideas, man. But yeah. yeah, it was great. He took out those ships with his rocket. <laughs> With a hit the one and it knocked the other it one down. They're like, good shot. Accent. He's like, I was shooting for the other one. <laughs> yeah, but he was great. It was good to see him again. Look, looking a little hefty. Looks a little big in the armor. In that armor. But now that he has his own show, I imagine. They're going to put him on a diet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's great to see him, dude. I mean, and, you know, now we've got Boba Fett back in the mix. And. I think it's important going forward that he doesn't just become a good guy. No, he needs to be an anti-hero. Yeah. And, you know, here he decides, okay, well, we're going to help you because, you know, I, I got my armor back. We're going to help you because at the end, Gideon, asshole, Moff Gideon, the asshole he is, blows up the Razor Crest. Just devastating. What the fuck is that all about, man? Tim, when that happened, <laughs> I was... We have talked about regularly how the Razor Crest is all... That's the whole goal of this show is him flying around, figuring out who's going to fix the Razor Crest. It happens nearly every episode. He's got some shit wrong. And then he finally gets that shit fixed and you're going to blow it up in the next episode? Fuck you guys. You guys are dicks. Man, this episode is called The Tragedy. That it is. was the tragedy. Dude, him standing in the that... The death of the Razor Crest. Standing in that crater, kicking around debris. <laughs> I mean, just... And they found the little the little uh, ball and... Um, they found they the found, spear. Found the staff, because going to have to wait to fight at the end. But, yep. Um, yeah, so then, you know, at this point, Fett's like, man, I got a ship. We're going to help you. Let's get you he where gave you Gave my armor back, so... And then I, the, the whole scene with him... Where he showed him the chain code and his armor and yes. was like, see, this is this is my dad. In the books, Jaster Muriel was a uh, alias of Boba Fett. Jaster Muriel almost was Zoe's name. Ooh. If she was would have been a boy, she would have been named after Boba Fett. Um, but we would have figured out a way to, 
normalize it a little bit, but, <laughs> but in that chain code, and it's not mentioned in there. It does say something about, cause some nerd actually went through and decoded it and yeah, yeah. translated it. And it does say something about Jaster Mareels, the Mandalorian that took, that raised Django Fett, blah, blah, blah. So hopefully we'll learn about him in the Fett show. Um, all right, so the next last episode, let's just jump through this one. I just want to talk about Bill Burr real quick before we jump into the final episode. Let's talk about him. I almost put him in five questions. So Yes. Did you hear about his rant, first of all? What rant? No. About fuck Star Wars fans who have a problem with me using my Boston accent on the show? Yeah, why is everybody in Star Wars got to be British? <laughs> Hold on a second. All right, so before, before I read this, this is just so great. Um... This episode, uh, they're looking for Moff Gideon, so they gotta they go and Bill yep. Burr's character was a former Imperial, so they're like, we're gonna get him out of jail, and he's gonna help us locate this ship. It seems like a far fetched plan having to go to this place and use this computer, but whatever, because it sets up some really nice moments. It does. Um, again, we have. Din having to take his helmet off. This case, he puts on like stormtrooper, a stormtrooper costume. Which, what's Burr's character's name? Why can't I fucking think of his? Look up his name real quick. Um, he's basically like so Mayfield. Yeah, Mayfield. He's like so. What is it? You can't show your face, or you can't wear the armor. You can't take. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't take it off. I mean, because or you can't show your face. Yeah, yeah, those are different. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. The whole thing. He just sits there the whole time. He's like, man, it feels really good to have this off. You know, I just I love him so much on this show because it's he doesn't like not fit in, but he does kind of just play Bill Burr. He is, which is the guy from Boston. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, and so they have to break into this. There's a sweet little sequence where they're trying to get through the um, pirates or whatever that are the gorilla. Yeah. Soldiers that are trying to jack their goods. Yeah. Um, and they get in and basically comes down to Mayfield doesn't want to go and use this computer because a former commanding officer is in there. So Din has to take off his helmet, access the computer. Once again, now he's exposed his face. We've all now he's him. gotten the attention of that commanding officer who was Joe Chill in Batman Begins. Yes. Um, so there's my trivia for this one. Um, but yeah, and so then he... We had that great moment where they sat down at that table and finally Bill Burr or Mayfield starts taunting him about the operation that he served under him in where a lot of his the people in his battalion. Yeah, yeah. And it was all just because this guy basically saved his own ass. Yes. Is what he did and sacrificed a bunch of soldiers and we're like, yeah, fuck you, you can die. Heroes of the Empire. Heroes of the Empire. Yeah. Um, and then he shoots him, which is just, you it know. It was so great. Bill Burr <laughs> just like. He eh. just shoots him and he goes, I never saw your face. <laughs> But um, his rant here, which is just classic, uh, it was on Jimmy Fallon. Um, people complaining. I've never heard a Boston, Boston accent in outer space is what they say. And I always just go like, oh, yeah, what about English? Isn't it a little weird if you went to a galaxy far, far away and somebody was like, hey, how's it going? And you could totally understand them. 
What about the fact that Han Solo is talking to a Bigfoot? He's speaking Bigfoot. Han Solo is speaking in English. They never break character, and that was all fine. How about C-3PO with an English accent? That was okay. The guy's been knighted, huh? He's playing. He's just played Royal Albert Hall, and now he's hanging out with. What's that? I almost said Leonard Skittered, Luke Skywalker. F those nerdy, nitpicking nerds. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> it's just so great. And everybody's like, how can he say that? You know, he's in Star Wars. He's the, it's a job. He got it and I'm sure he game. absolutely, you know, he has gone on some hilarious rants about Star Wars. And I'm sure he appreciates what he's involved in now. Sure. But that doesn't mean he has to, like, tolerate idiocy. None of us Who do. Who cares? I never understood all the problems with accents. No. All, all they're just using accents to show people from different areas. Places. That's kind of how we associate, right? You hear an accent and you go, oh, where are you from? Yeah. Right? That's Elsewhere. Whether it's another part of America or another part of the world. So, I, I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, that's Bill Burr on uh, Star Wars Nerds. So they find out where Moff Gideon is, and he sends him the great transmission at the end. You know, that was basically what Gideon told him at the end of the first season. You don't... You have something I yeah. want. It means more to me than it does to you. Okay. So then we get an episode, David. Again, the amazing stuff just never ceased. And we get one of the greatest endings and the greatest, this is the greatest use of fan service I, I can think of in all of this star Wars rebooting. Cause I know everybody loves fan service, but thinks they might, they leaned in it too much with the trilogy of movies. Sure. Um, so we have an episode where they, you know, Cara Dune, uh, Fennec, Boba Fett, he bounced, right, after they, after he got him into the ship? Yeah, his job was to get everybody aboard and take off. Yeah, yeah, he got it, yeah, he distracted him, got him into the ship, and that was just a great um, opening where they're launching the ships out and they just crash into it. Um, so, yeah, so anyways, so they fight, what are the stupid black things called? Death Troopers? Death Troopers. Yeah. So at least these the dudes were badass. Star, Star Galacticas. They were kind of badass, though. A little bit. For, I mean, something we've seen, you know, a, a stormtrooper. Think back to the battle droids of the prequel era. Yeah. You know, these were a little badass. The music helped. Ludwig's music's amazing, always. Um, so, yeah. So we got all these death troopers. Um, they're all looking for Moff Gideon. Uh, Bo-Katan has taken the bridge with her... Who's she with? The chick, Sasha. Casca. Yeah, Casca. Sasha's her wrestler name. So, all right. And then Din goes off to look for Grogu. Gotta find the kid. Now we have the issue with the dark saber here, right? Yes. Bo Katan wants the dark saber back. She ha- she used to have it. She lost it. We don't know how. I mean, obviously, Moff took it from her in fight in a fight somehow at some way at some point. So, my first question is, instead of going looking for him, she just hangs out on the bridge? Somebody else going to go look for him? Yeah. She knows. So, anyway, so obviously, dude goes to find the kid. Moff Gideon's just standing there with the dark saber at this kid's throat. You know. Just kind of teasing him with it. Yeah. And finally, he realizes, uh, there's that moment, I think, Moff Gideon's like, 
oh, he doesn't want like this thing at all. He doesn't really give a fuck about me. No. So he's like, shit, you really, really do just want the kid. Oh, well, I've already gotten blood and shit from him because he's doing cloning shit, whatever he's doing. Yeah. And he's going to let him go. And then he picks a fight, starts smacking him with the dark saber, but he's made out of Beskar. Yeah, so you know, finally, dude's like, "Hold on!" He backs out of the room and pulls out his stick, and they have a fight, and he takes the goddamn dark saber from him because Moff Gideon can't fucking fight. No, he's just a dude that has a cool weapon, and so he drags his ass into that room, and Bo Katan's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What happened here? What the fuck were you doing, man? You were just..." Chilling, just standing here, kirking out the window over here. So I don't know what she expected, but she can't just take it. No, it means that's that story means too much. That you know that it has to be one. That you know how that ruler acquires that weapon. That means too much to her because she's already has taken it once from Sabine. But it you know and so Moff Gideon knows this and he's just like this is hilarious you guys are going to have to fight and he's using it as a distraction as his death troopers roll in and he's like now you're all fucked and these dudes are beating on the door they're all like, going to die there's like three levels there's like 30 40 of them I'm not sure right you know there're like three levels of the ship a platoon of them yeah there's a lot of them and you have you know four or five of them trapped with this kid and there's that moment where he sets Grogu down and he's like I'm gonna get us out of this that look on Grogu's face is like you're not nope I can't help you with this one you're not dude and then that moment David that alarm goes off some buzzers and beeps everybody turns as one X-wing fighter rolls through the past the windows Tim how did you feel when you saw it? This is another one. This was one where you had texted me that morning and you were like, stay off the internet. Yes. Yes. I had to make sure. And yeah. So I was like, oh shit. And so I like went to work. I went to work and just watched it. Cause I was like, all right. So I just shut myself off, shut my door, turn off the lights and just, well, I mean, yeah. When that one X week, I was like, oh my God, that's where they're going. I expected, I don't know, somebody to show up, a Jedi. Sure. Ahsoka again. Uh, Samuel Jackson even. I thought, well, you know, everybody seems, to, everybody seems to like the fact that Mace Windu will come back at some point. Um, Obi-Wan? Who well, he, Yeah. I mean, who? I don't know. It could have been a Jedi. We don't even know who it is. You know, yeah. they could have been a whole new character. But when the one X-Wing rolled in, I was like, oh, you y'all do. are fucked now, baby. And, uh, yeah, Kara Dune's like, oh, one X-Wing, we're all saved. No, you're good. Yeah, this is about to end real quick. And the reveal of all of it, I thought, was just done so beautifully. Again, it was a shot by Peyton Reed. Um, and he just he he knocked this out of the park. I mean, just from the way it was, the first image of him mowing people, mowing the soldiers down on video, to even just the way they would just do the the, the reveal of the green lightsaber, uh-huh. the close up of the hand, the glove. Yeah, all of that. It was just, it was just like, oh my god, this is. You know, everybody that was so angry about The Last Jedi and jaded Luke Skywalker, you finally got to see what we all wanted to see at least once. So this for me was what um, Rogue One did for Darth Vader. It gave us that moment that we wanted to see. And Darth Vader never really got to 
no. you know, just mow down a whole room full of people no. in a violent force rage. Right. And we got that. Yeah. And this was, let's see Luke use the force. Even very similar to that. Just destroy. And yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, it was, was intentionally shot to mimic that scene, but also um, Anakin showing up on Mustafar in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Tearing them all down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, just that moment of, oh, I've waited so long. Yeah, this feels it's so, so worth good. it. It was so, and it was like, I figured they were, you know, they would build to Luke, but I mean, it, uh, honestly, I guess, well, it does make sense. He's the Jedi Master shit He's at that one. point. Yeah. So, um, I, I thought it was great. I mean, it was very cool. I mean, like I said, it was hey, shot. To look like kind of Revenge of the Sith, which made me wonder if like Grogu had a moment of like, oh, fuck, it's that dude again. Oh, damn. Um, But then, no, I mean, he shows up, you know, they open the door for him and he's sent out the green lightsaber and then he comes in and pulls back the and shows us a CGI Luke. Sure. Dude, I was fine with it. It was it was apparent. When he was just standing there, he looked great. When he talked there were problems, when but it was sh- when it they was, showed him from the side. Yeah, it, it, no. Yeah, it just. But I, I with was what they had to work with, I thought they. I thought it was perfect. It felt so good too. It was the aged Hamill, so it was his voice. Yeah. Um, they used another actor and just kind of put Hamill's face over it and yeah. made him younger. Um, but it was very cool. He never said who he was. Didn't have to. No. Are you a Jedi? I am. I am. And he was like, come on, dude. <laughs> and I just love how, you know, Grogu's like so afraid to leave. Like he's clinging to Din Djarin and until R2-D2 rolls in. Then we get that and it's just like, oh my God, this is just too fucking much right now. Yes. Oh, I, I'm, then, I'm emotional about yeah, a, a droid. Dude, it's just like, and then Grogu's like, oh shit, I didn't know you had one of those. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go. Yeah. This if, is cool. If it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a very good way to close the book, close the chapter on Grogu on the Mandalorian. It opens a lot of other we doors. We absolutely could see him again on the show, but I feel like his story's done now. On that show. Yes. His story will be continued. I think we're going to get something with Luke. I think the, I think the introduction of that and now the rage of people going, you should have just recast him. Please. So now they can go, we can recast him now. Let's get a new Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah, it's okay. I think, I think Mark yeah. Hamill would be okay with it. Sure. Um, you know, the only way to tell young Luke stories is with a young actor. So... Um, and Grogu can move on to maybe Ahsoka someday. Maybe Luke hands her off ultimately that way, you know? Maybe he just goes and hangs out on some godforsaken swamp planet. I, I don't, I don't, but see, how much more do you need of Grogu? Not much. Yeah. Do you don't, do you need older Grogu? No. No. I don't need teenage Grogu. No. And the way he ages, it's like. Yeah, adolescent Grogu. It would have to be, you know. It's weird. A hundred years from now. There's a good close to it. And for me, I, I think what happens is the show develops into Bo-Katan's invitation to come back and help restore Mandalore. And But first, first we get Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. Dude, that fucking closing where Boba Fett went in to 
Jabba's palace took over. That was the shit. Yeah. That was just like the total of fuck you guys, by the way. When he dumped dude off the throne. Yeah. That was fucking great. So with his show, man, I'd like to see just some stories of Boba Fett. I don't need to see like one narrative like this is kind of like one story. It can maybe have that, but I want to see like, tell me stories about his life and how he got there. Because I'm assuming the point of that will be him deciding to become a Mandalorian. And maybe he then also goes to help. Take that. Because he has that, you know, you're not a Mandalorian. Never said I was, you know. But I think what you can do is with Tamora Morrison, you know, and him being a clone, he's already, we'll already see him as Rex, who's one of the clones. He'll be on the show, but he'll be like older. You know what I'm saying? Because all the clones are much older than Boba Fett. Um, But there'll be interesting things they can do with that. And still use Tamar Morrison. You know, they can bring back the kid that plays growing up now, but the younger Bubba Fett. And they can tell a younger Fett with that guy playing clones. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like they can tell so many weird stories to fill in the blanks of this character, but at the same time, keep some mystery about him. And maybe tell us why he's going to go from, I'm this criminal gangsta sitting on the throne, to maybe I should be fighting with my brothers that's maybe that's what my dad would have wanted you know maybe he takes over Mando, Mandalorian yeah and, and, and that could be too maybe he gets the dark saber yeah could be a possibility so cool. um yeah Mandalorian season two can't a see wait to see what happens next Boba Fett is the next show uh the Bad Batch is the animated show I think that comes out this fall after that I think it's Obi-Wan Mandalorian season three is in there somewhere they're being really vague what about about this Sokatana show? I think that's late 2022. I mean, Obi Wan's like filming now, well, so that's been the story for a while, though, hasn't it? Hasn't there been all kinds of issues with that show? But they, but I just started like production, literally just is getting going after all that. Okay, um, so they're good. Hayden's coming back. Should be fun, man. Give him. Give him a director. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Bring him back as a force ghost and let him talk to Ahsoka. These are the things I need. All right. I'm here for it, Tim. Yeah. I, I need a scene where he's like, yeah, so I kind of freaked out. <laughs> Sorry about you. You weren't there. And uh, yeah, Obi-Wan made me mad and I just I lost my shit. Anyways, yeah, Star Wars, buddy. All right. Um, next week, we're going to talk about Cobra Kai. Oh, yes, Karate Kid. Season three. So after that, movies, movie Lord. awards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Then we need to sit down and figure out what February is looking like for us, brother. Until then... Go Chiefs. I hope when this airs, we're still around, but... Yeah. Yeah. Playoffs. Let's go. All right. Yeah. Let us know what you thought. Um, That's it for Mandalorian, baby. This is the way. This is the way.